0: Hello everyone, welcome to Three Northern Boys Podcast, and tonight it's the same trio, me, Richard, Robert and Anthony. Hello. Good afternoon guys.
1: Hello, good afternoon. Hello.
0: How's everyone today?
1: Very good, good thanks. thanks. Yeah, very good. Good. Not too bad.
0: Saturday.
1: <laughs> Saturday's always good.
0: Saturday is a very nice day. Yeah. Uh, are we feeling any better after Liverpool's um what was say, shambles of uh, display against Brighton during
1: the week? Yeah, I'm over it. I've got perspective on the result. Uh we had a lot of players out still with injury and I look at the long term thing, we're still fourth in the table, even though we've had so many injuries in a tough season, so I I'm not it was a bad result but a poor performance but we've been prone to them this year and we will turn it round at the weekend. Fingers crossed.
0: For you, Anthony, watching the game, could you take kind of like a back seat and be a bit more open and realistic
2: or did you feel more frustrated? I d I didn't feel frustrated, but like Rob said, when I looked at the team and who was out and Brighton are getting a bit of form at the moment. I think they've got some very technically gifted attacking players. I wasn't, I didn't think we played that bad. I thought we played okay. To be honest, I thought we played well enough to get a draw at least. I thought, to be honest, I thought we were the better side. So <laughs> that's my opinion. Um, yeah, it was disappointing we lost, but I have got over it. Yeah, got over it pretty quick. I think. So I think uh, I'd like to put a question over to you, mm. Uh
1: The game before the Liverpool match for Brighton, they won with the exact same scoreline. I think it was away from home again, wasn't it? No, it was at home to Tottenham.
0: So at home to Tottenham, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the style of play, that they, or the formation they had in those two games was, I think it was 3-4-3, three, three, or maybe a 3 five, 2 roughly. Right. Obviously they got the two wins which is fabulous for them and um you know they did perform quite well against us I thought in that game at Anfield. But do you think at least is my perspective right, do you think that playing three at the back do you see that as a weakness for Brian defensively or do you see that as a clever thing that Graham Potter
1: did? It's probably clever because he's flooding, he's flooding the midfield, uh, making it harder for us to get through their defense. And then, well, their midfield to begin with. Plus, I think he's trying to throttle the center of the park with the three at the back, and maybe the three. It gives him an option with the center backs to block our our wing our wingers, which is basically our full fullback, Robertson and Trent, in it, and blocking their crosses off. And he's still got that one guy in there as as um, protection for the defence and the goalkeeper. But I think a lot of teams in the lower division or the lower part of the table have kind of figured out how to play against us defensively as a team because we seem to struggle when teams put 10, 11 men behind the ball and uh, just say to us, say to us, come on then, try and break us down, which we seem to struggle a lot with and which is strange for us, but... I think we're missing out in defence with Henderson at the back of that drive and that attacking verve in midfield. And uh, I don't know, it just seems to affect the flow of our game. So probably Brighton did the right thing. They flooded midfield and, and basically seemed to stifle us in the midfield and we just didn't seem to be able... They played it kind of man-to-man at the back with our with Salah and obviously Shaqiri playing and Origi up front. Was it Riga or was it Firmino? I can't remember. It might have been Firmino was it Firmino who started or Riga? Firmino yeah. first
2: and then Origi came yeah. on.
1: I just don't think we played to our strengths, but they kinda of nullified what we do best, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I'll
0: put it to you now, Anthony. Um If Barcelona were playing against Brighton with Messi in his prime, we'll see and they were putting five players in the back, and then how many players would it be? And the rest of the team in front of the back four in a very, very tight line and keeping it very, very compact. Wouldn't you think that Barcelona will find it very difficult to break them down as well?
2: Messi is prime. And the team may <laughs> have... OK, OK. Well, not...
0: Not necessarily
2: message Barcelona just now. Just someone, yeah. Barcelona now want to beat Brighton. Because to be honest, I think... OK, we're missing Gomez and Van Dijk at the back, and Mane was missing. He was playing, was he? Mane? Yeah, he was. Mane out, was yeah. His, wasn't he? So it was Alisson. Yeah, Alisson. And then you got Henderson playing in a different position, and Norfabinho. With our players back, we're a better side than Barcelona. That's my opinion. We're far better than Barcelona now. Um. don't
0: don't you think though that these these teams (sighs) Sheffield United were getting praised last season for the way they were playing because of the formation because the players had on the pitch Um, Wolverhampton Wanderers are doing the same thing Uh, obviously Sheffield United sorry um, now Brighton have started to do it but I think, from like a personal perspective, it's not really great coaching because all it is is you're just compacting the defence and midfield, keeping it very tight mm. uh, to defend. There's no real art to the defending in a way. It's just making sure you have enough bodies in the penalty area. And don't make a mistake. Yeah. yeah, and OK, attacking-wise, it can be more intelligent because obviously you say you could maybe push more players further forwards without it more uh, availability haven't you to me it it smacks or it smells of uh, these coaches
1: don't have enough confidence in the defenders what do you think Rob? no I'm not going to disagree with you I think a lot of teams coming to Anfield or playing Liverpool expect to not get much possession of the ball and they're scared of us if they attack us too much, we'll hit them on the break and we'll have more space in, in between. And all they're hoping for is to just scrab out a draw or sneak a goal and get a win. They don't play expansive football. It's just we'll just keep as many men back as we can, block off their supply lines, block, off, block shots, do everything they can and hope they can nick a goal the other end and then just hold out or just, like say, not get beat or just draw. Which a lot of teams this season have done, like Burnley, West Brom. There's been a few teams who have done that this season. Who, oh well, they're just they're just scared to play football because they know we'll destroy them the other end. If if they do play football and attack too much, which is what we want, as was proved in the West Ham game, the a few days before that, and the Spurs game before that.
2: If, at, if you come at us, we'll just
1: overpower you. And... Which, to me, tomorrow gives us more, more hope against Man City than it does against a lower team a team near the bottom, like a Newcastle or whoever else at home. It just seems like we have a better chance against the bigger sides, which is a strange thing to say, but it it's, it's borne fruit all season, for me. I think
2: the, the thing with tomorrow, though, is, I think it it's, it's, it's well, It cities to to lose isn't it really because if we don't win we'll be 10 points behind Oh, if we lose we'll be 10 points behind and they have a game in hand we mm. have to win tomorrow mm. I think in my opinion I think City are too good to drop 10 points or possibly probably 13 points won't it to win the game in hand so um mm. I, I credit um uh, Brighton and the tactics for that game I thought they got it spot on Um. I thought West Ham had got it correct for like 60 minutes and then we just were too good. Very, We were clever in that game.
1: Well, don't you agree, so, Ant, for I me, some... Sorry, Rich. Uh, for sorry. me, I think the tactics were to stifle the game, make it a ball draw, and for me, that's anti football. And a lot of teams do that in the Premier League. Don't want to play football against Liverpool because they know if they oh. do, they'll be destroyed. And
2: it's... nobody like you said anyone who does try and play football against was like proper you know football where they attack they do don't they mm. Tottenham did West Ham try yeah, to compete yeah, and then they got overpowered and... but I think the teams that actually
0: do come to play football are the good ones mm. <laughs> Manchester City
1: oh yeah um, mm. then you go on into the Champions League with the likes of uh, PSG
0: or yeah Bayern Munich is two examples, but I mean, you even have to look at Manchester United. You are meant to be a so-called, uh, you know, big team this season in regards to the league form. Come to Anfield and do exactly the same as what yeah. everybody else has been doing. Yeah. So you know, it just shows you that. Like for me, I, I agree with what Rob says in the sense that it's not it's not football. It, it, I think it comes down to that relegation threat. Of, we don't want to go out of the league if we can just scrap something out of this a pint or if we're lucky we get three then unbelievable because they just don't want to lose money I think that's why the season is the way it is as well that some of the games are particularly uneventful because sides are afraid of losing and missing out on money and if they go down especially this season because of the, the situation in the world at the present time then it could have big consequences for
1: them well yeah they could um, like you say whoever gets relegated this season could be could spend spell the death now for him as a team as a club or it'll affect them massively because they'll lose all that revenue for TV rights for a start I know they get parachute payments to keep them going but we've seen it a lot of time in the past you see teams go down and then they drop down more and more leagues look at Sunderland look at Bolton Wanderers Derby County there's a few Man, you know, there's a few in the past that Saturday it's happened to. Maybe not Derby, but they've been close. And I think they're near the bottom this year in the well, Championship.
2: The, the teams, for me, are, are going to go down. I'm looking at the table now. The team for me, are going to go down are pretty much the bottom three now. I can't see them getting out of it. Um, And I think Fulham didn't spend much money, did they, in January? No. Uh, they spent, got loan deals, though. They got loan deals and they probably shipped a few out. So they haven't really spent much money, have they? It's just on wages. Well, and look, Sheffield United didn't buy anybody. So yeah. well, look, well, they're all prepared to go down, I think.
1: When well, you look at Fulham, though, Fulham's yeah. a different case because Fulham are owned by a billionaire, aren't they, who owns yeah. the Jacksonville Jaguars and stuff like that. So there's maybe yeah. a difference. And they to have
0: them. to be careful, though, as well, Rob, because uh, they're refurbishing their stadium as well. Right, okay. Um, so and then you got to think, come into question with regards to attendances. They've not mm. had, they've they've only had one game this season. I think it was at home where they had fans in the stadium Was that against was us? Against
1: yeah, I think it was.
0: Yeah, well maybe they've had one more than that, but because of the situation with lockdown. But um, because we got into that slightly about with regards to finances, um, the next topic I want to bring up a little bit about is actually about financial situation in football Mm -hmm. at this present time and maybe even so in other sports but we'll stick to football for now anyway Um, finances in football clubs obviously because of uh, lockdowns and people are not allowed to attend games at this present time uh, clubs will see a financial loss in regards of uh, ticket sales uh, for match day revenues coming into the stadium Obviously, you won't see the effects of it now on paper until next year when mm. the next set of financial results come out to yeah. show for different teams. Um, before we get on a little bit onto losses and whatnot, um, Liverpool actually went up into second spot in terms of the, uh, what, how do you say it, the lot uh, financial results. Mm. So they're behind PSG. In second spot now in that. They actually went above Manchester United right. and Real Madrid. Um, so in that sense, Liverpool have done very well considering, uh, and that was all a result of winning the Champions League, the uh, Super so really, League and so. uh, the World Cup Championship especially. So obviously they brought in a lot of revenue, but they won't see some of that coming in until the next financial calendar year. Obviously because it being that year in between. but mm, mm. um, well anyway, uh reading some one or two interesting articles actually about match day revenues and how it's been affected. Um matchday revenues, uh Liverpool felt a loss of thirteen percent last season. Uh and those compared to other big teams in the Premier League. Manchester City's is only 9%, so there's just, well it's still quite big but it's low. Uh Chelsea was 13% as well. Manchester United was 17% in revenue. Arsenal 23% Whoa. of their uh revenue and Spurs was 24%. Boom. So Tottenham obviously feeling the pinch a lot more than well, Arsenal and Top of course, them as yeah, well. They were relying spurs, on that. Stadium. Especially uh, because of the stadium. Mm-hmm. So they needed the revenue coming in from match day to make uh, a profit and obviously pay back the stadium. So, um, what do you think of that little uh, stat there, boys? It's quite, Interesting.
1: Yeah, it's quite shocking, isn't it, when you look at it, how much money the clubs can lose just by not getting paying punters through the door through no fault of their own. It's it's crazy, really, isn't it, when you think about it? But it's no surprise for me. I'm surprised at the percentage difference between the sides, but that's... What were we again? 13%. 13%. 13,
2: mm. 13%. Mm. Do you know what? Yeah. I'd, I would have thought it would have been more. So that's just what we've lost from revenue from ticket sales. Match the revenues, but that's only to now, though. That's only up
0: to this present time. Obviously, no I don't think that's that you. bad. It
2: shows you how much, for me, my opinion, I'm not worried about it because these big clubs have got so much money. And this is me being, I'm like this. I I honestly really don't give up two hoots if they lose 30% or 30%. They've got billion, Some of them have got billionaire owners. They've, they've got night deals. They've got TV deals. Uh, I'm more worried about person down the street who can't afford to pay their mortgage because they can't go to work yeah. so well, me, I mean yeah, yeah but I'm just just not football stars and sports stars should uh, take a pay cut and you know
0: yeah if we look at it if we look at it just from a sportsball's perspective the sports perspective because that's what yeah. doing with the it
2: problems.
0: doesn't bother me but um, it's that bad yeah but Anthony look you got to look at it in a different perspective Okay, Manchester United, before this pandemic came into consideration, they were four, £474 million in debt yeah. before this pandemic came. And their loss of revenue up until this present point is 17% mm. from revenue from match. So days. that's going to be what? So they're £147 million already before this happens, so they're even in more debt now. Mm. Obviously, they'll find ways of getting in, income, but obviously they the match day revenue will have an effect on the but loss it, that obviously as well.
1: Isn't the match day revenue there to pay players' wages? A lot of that comes out of day to day. Yeah, and a lot of like it like...
0: majority would be. Um you know, and it's it's not we we just I mean obviously more important things in the world they understand that Anthony, but if we take sports into consideration... I went on me, I went
2: on I went yeah, off a bit right. yeah. later. <laughs> <That's laughs> right. Sorry <laughs> People's, you've got to think about people's livelihoods involved in the sports yeah.
1: system as well.
0: I
2: mean, there is, yeah. People are the people involved, who, in st- the football clubs as well. You know, with, no, uh, you're right. Yeah, the they state can't state. afford to put. They they're either furloughed or can't afford to pay. No, they, yeah, well, look at the no, yeah, I understand. Here, um, I understand.
0: Last that. season when the pandemic came in, and uh, the players were told you might have to take a wage pay, wage cut of fifty percent. And the players were in agreement with that and they were very upset. But as soon as uh, staff were laid off and put in the furlough, or some were even said that um, they wouldn't be getting their jobs back again. The yeah. Arsenal players weren't there to help them. So, you
2: know, uh, these things have a lot, a lot of an effect. And, well, um, yeah, I think um, the publicity of it as well, I think it's it's quite closed-book in some areas. And I think... Um, yeah, pay, players have to pay the mortgage as well. That was a bit insensitive of me. Um but but yeah, the staff I think at the clubs, if you if you ain't got a stadium open then where's all them staff and where are they getting paid and are they being furloughed or are they being laid off and but they're the people who can't pay the mortgage and I think um it is a shame, it's a massive shame. Um and um I think the smaller clubs is the main Concern for me, the lower leagues, and you know, and like you said, I think the big clubs is, like I said, thirteen percent or thirty percent. I don't think that oh, that's bad. It's if it, if that'll be the case for the lower leagues as well, and they don't get as much money from TV deals and um, sponsorships, do they? And I think that's the that's the issue for me is that side of it.
1: When you think of the bigger teams, though. Like Rich was saying, Man United are in debt by so much money, because they were they were leveraged. I think the Glazers bought them by leveraging debt on the team to buy the team, which is what yeah. we were in when Gillette and Hicks were there, and we nearly went out of business. Do yeah. so you think a lot of sides They're now? We, money. Yeah, if you think now a lot of sides who've done that, Spurs have spent a billion pounds on a stadium. Is it know. something like that? I don't know if they spent that much. Yeah. Arsenal spent an exorbitant amount on their stadium. They've been paying that back over the however many years it is, so losing out on day revenue for teams like that is massive. And if United ain't careful, the next year they may have to sell some of their big name stars to balance the books. Do You think it
2: would come down to that, though? Surprise me. Sponsorship deals and. Yeah, but well, uh,
0: think we have to we have to look at the bigger picture in the sense of. Say, for example, next season is still the same and
1: fans are still not allowed in the ground. That means TV deals will get affected. Well, it's already been affected in... TV rights, yeah. TV I, don't, rights. I,
2: see, I don't know if they would because you get more people watching at home, so you get more viewers at home watching, oh, well, Anthony, you get more people TV. paying for ska- you Sky TV. and BT. You're, 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 you're,
0: you're not, Anthony, because TV deals were affected this season. Look
1: so at France... Days. Look at the French football, their T V yeah, deal's gone in the, the toilet. And they've yeah. a lot of their teams are struggling. It's only like PSG. Spanish. Well it will.
2: Uh, Lally, you yeah. yeah, no, I understand. Having no Lally, fans the the mass, yeah, having no fans is a massive loss. It's the biggest it, most, important. It, you know, yeah. it's the most important thing. It, it brings it's not just money, it brings communities together,
0: doesn't it? Yeah, but when when it came to what was it, Sky Sports announcing that they were going to do that pay-per-view Oh yeah, deal. the pay-per-view deal, yeah. Everybody moaned, and there's people out there that um, stopped the memberships to Sky Sports and other things, and they were finding streams illegally from other sources that they would happily pay, say, a little bit of money to us, and they could watch any of the games they wanted to.
1: Yeah. yeah. They
0: never get caught up for that. But I can understand that, because, you know, you, you Somebody can afford to go and pay £15 for watching no. one football
2: game well, every time. That's where it's wrong, though, isn't it? From the broadcaster, they should charge a more reasonable amount. Yeah, you know, well, that's It's like other sports where they do the pay-per-view. It is yeah, a lot yeah, of money yeah. For, yeah. The, for the normal, hard, you, know, you know, working yeah. citizen from no matter where you're from. And I think that's where it's wrong. They would have gotten a lot more people investing in it if the prices were more reasonable.
1: Well, to me, that was what the clubs were thinking, I think. Well, you pay 60, 70 quid a ticket for a game in the stadium, so 15 quid is nothing compared to what you're paying going to the match, but that's a different experience completely to watching it on TV. Yeah,
2: you're paying yeah. for a completely different
0: experience now. Yeah.
1: yeah. so What we've
0: got to think about as well is the future. If the big clubs get really affected it's going to have a knock-on effect into the other divisions as well. Yeah. Because that changes will knock down like a pile of dominoes and all the other teams in the Championship and the First and the Second and even some of the sides that are trying to get up from non-league will be greatly affected by it. Because that domino effect will have a domino effect on transfers with yeah. regards to younger players going out to sides in the lower divisions or... Lower division sides selling players up to the Premier League or the Championship because of the financial situation. I mean, you've already seen it now with regards to um, Schalke. They had to let Kabak go to us on loan because it became so desperate for them. They needed some
2: generation of money, yeah, just just a little bit of money to come
0: in because they're in the financial yeah, league. they're in dire straits, aren't they? Yeah. So, you know, it has effects. And this is why it goes on to, uh, if we look at Barcelona and Real Madrid, the situations they're in. uh, Barcelona have got a debt of 500 million euros because obviously they're trying to uh, renovate the stadium, obviously putting in more seats.
1: Improving it.
0: uh, Again, the roof.
1: Yeah.
0: And also Real Madrid are in a 400 million euro debt because of them obviously trying to refurbish the stadium too. Oh, uh, yeah. Ronald Koeman as well, just before I let you talk, Anthony. Ronald yes, Koeman, man. he tried to buy a centre-back for three million pounds, and or three million euros, sorry, and he was denied three million euros. Barcelona said they didn't have the money to be able oh. to afford the player. No, I
2: understand that, but... <laughs> right. What shocks me is that the amount of debt is crazy. Uh, uh, whether it's how the clubs have been running in the, in the past, but sure that debt isn't what's happened in these last two years. That debt's probably... Like Man United, has been going on for years. It must have been. Mm. So why let yourself get in such a bad state of debt? And Because no one could have predicted the pandemic and it going on for this long. But it's like, why get hopefully this now eventually you know we'll get fans in and it'll save clubs I understand that but you need to save the cl- some of the clubs especially the lower league clubs for me but why get that yourself gained that much debt it's like oh my god
1: <laughs> that's what these owners do though that's, that's what owners have done in the past they've leveraged money on debt on the club to buy it
2: I know this I know is when a crazy situation fans, when but... you've got every income from all corners, if your business like from everywhere, all the revenue coming in from everywhere, you make a lot of money, don't you mm, mm. Yeah. they make a hell of a lot of money, that's why it's such a wealthy sport, and if that's you why take, know, yeah, if you take Spanish clubs,
0: obviously they they uh, they have presidents in place, mm. so they have a term like a like a normal election, I suppose
1: they have a yeah, term for
0: that president, and then there's another election and then somebody else who comes in and promises the world like they want to sign, I don't know, uh, Neymar from uh, PSG to Real Madrid, or back to Barcelona, and then the fans are like, ooh, that sounds really good. So these guys promise the world, and then they come in, and then obviously it's it's so up and down with Spanish teams. I think that's why you get that kind of problem you get in, in Spanish football, because... Uh, it's more like the American elections in a way. It's a bit, you know, the uh, success in a sense, a bit of bribery
1: to get yourself in there and then you can do whatever you want. It's all very corrupt. But, um, yeah, yeah, and you
0: know, when you look at the way Spanish football's gone, and like you say, Anthony, it's not happened overnight, it's it's happened over years. And,
2: Hopefully there's not a
0: lot and, of clubs out. Um, yeah, but I think the problem in Spain, you've got just the TV rights, because... Barcelona and Real Madrid think they should have their own television channels Yeah, whereas everybody else is like well we can't because not what pe- what people won't watch us and we won't make enough money for it but yeah. if we're all on the same television channel then when Real Madrid play Aibar then Aibar are making money
1: because obviously yeah. Aibar fans will watch that game well yeah they realise um, in Spain if they go it alone Real Madrid and Barcelona you might as well not have a Spanish league anymore because a lot of the teams <clears> will just go under because that like you say that exposure with Real Madrid and Barcelona helps these teams, like you say, stay in business and keep afloat. A lot of them.
0: Hmm. Well, I actually remember in an article I read in Four Four Two, and this was a long time ago. Actually, I think it's oh, it must began on like ten years ago, I think. And they actually predicted, uh, they were predicting. Uh, and there was an expert, a football expert, was predicting that the Spanish league would probably one day end up being like the Scottish Premiership where you just have Barcelona and Real Madrid uh, being the two teams that have been more financially secure, but then obviously the rest of the league being weakened because mm. of that. Mm. And uh, obviously you've got Atletico Madrid that have become involved in the title race this season, which is a good thing, but if they weren't involved in the Champions League, then you know <laughs> it probably would be Barcelona and Real Madrid. Oh yeah, pretty so, much.
1: Uh, you know, There's nobody else really, is there, by those three? No. There's nobody else comes close. Yeah. No, and you see, going on to the next
0: comment that I can tell you about, anyway, is that if you take into account the deals that Liverpool got uh, a couple of years ago for Alisson, Virgil van Dijk, uh, and uh, Fabinho. These players came in because Liverpool were in a situation where they'd made profits from Coutinho and Suarez. Uh, quite a, a substantial amount of money, obviously, over a period of time. But um, at this present time, Anthony Liverpool are a club that say we're in a situation where we, set, we use money from the profits they make from the club and not from loans and debts. Mm-hmm. Um, it's sustainable club. Liverpool are probably going to be able to get big deals signed in the next couple of years, or do you think I'm wrong? I
2: don't think anybody, with how bad the world is at the moment with the, the horrible virus, I don't think anybody's going to do any... I'd be shocked if anyone does any big deals Anytime soon, I think. I think you'll be unless it drastically changes over the next six months. I don't think. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think um, it will affect. Um, it will affect most teams, won't it?
1: The only way you'll see Liverpool do big deals, Ant, is if they sell a Mo Salah or a Sadio Mane, and the the only teams who can buy him are Real Madrid and Barcelona, and they can't afford it.
2: And they're kind so of that of the players there,
1: Yeah, and <laughs> the only other team who can spend big money is probably Man City, City and maybe Chelsea. And that's about it. PSG. and oh, PSG. PSG, yeah. Yeah. PSG. And yeah that's PSG. about it. And the, and the
2: problem... Yeah. They're the only, think, like... Yeah. No, I think there'll be other teams in the world with, you know, billionaire owners who money they make, I don't know how much they make an hour is... Crazy money in it. What you hear, yeah. um, but isn't then the, the other owners in the other leagues, and the league isn't as big as you know the in the Premier League or the French league is getting better because of PSG. Um,
1: to be fair, so, this game worse. because all the other teams bar PSG can't 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 keep afford up. to buy players in this struggle. The only way teams in in France keep going is selling decent players who they've got for reasonable money like Allil and teams like that Could
2: you could, could you see in the, say in the next 12 to 18 months some of these um, so other like very wealthy people in the world b- businessmen buying clubs now that are in really financial distress because of the pandemic
1: It wouldn't surprise me yeah. It wouldn't surprise me yeah. It wouldn't surprise me, sorry Rich. it wouldn't surprise me at some point, I think Man United'll get sold to a big billionaire kind of like man city kind of kind of guy middle eastern guy, and it wouldn't surprise me if at some point Liverpool gets sold to somebody like that as well. It would not surprise me in the slightest if that happened. It really would not
0: I think you'll see, yeah, I think you'll see it'll be like when Liverpool got bought by a trustee, they saw an opportunity to buy a brand that was very uh. cheap. Very mm. reasonable price, arenas. yeah, because of the debt and the. You could see a lot of teams that get. Hopefully, not exploited, but I think you could see a few teams get exploited by it. Well, it's possibly. not
2: necessarily the the teams; it's the previous, the current owners, isn't it, who have to sell because they just.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think you'll find maybe the uh, teams in France, uh, because of the way uh, Brexit's changed rules, that you might find that teams in France might be forced into a corner where uh clubs from the Premier League might say, Right, we can work with you and we'll give you money if we can keep some of our some of the young players from France
1: in your team and then when they're old enough they can come over to us if mm. they're good enough. They become like feeder clubs. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think I think that could happen because I think that's the only way these teams are going to be able to sustain themselves to be honest. And you know, France France really did a stupid thing when they stopped the season mm. and said PSG won it. That's yeah. the worst thing they could have ever done because now what's happened is the repercussions has been the t- television world, well, you stopped it,
1: we were going to pay you, mm. but because you didn't finish the season, we can't give you any money now. Well, yeah, they
0: not... are, are going, that's okay for us because we're owned by...
1: Uh, the so everybody else is like, oh, no, what have we done? You know they put themselves in such a difficult situation. Oh, yeah, because the TV companies can it's go. The T, sorry, Rich, the TV yeah. companies aren't gonna are going to are going to go. Well, you ain't filled your uh, filled your contract out. You haven't done the contract you signed with us. So you've given us not the whole product, so we can just reduce your money straight away because you haven't fulfilled your contract. So that's why they've done it, which is fair enough. That's why the season in England and somewhere else was never going to be cancelled because. It would have been no. catastrophic like it has been in France.
0: I'll say to you, Anthony, as well, that I, I see what you think of this, but I think it will be a case that when it comes to the Premier League, all the other teams, apart from possibly Manchester City, but I don't think they'll probably do very much anyway in the summer, but all the teams, apart from Manchester City, will have the same side apart from... Little adjustments for the next few years because of the financial situation. I think teams like Chelsea, uh, Everton, um, Aston Villa, these clubs that spend a lot of money in the summertime, are
1: going to really feel a pinch of this in the next couple of you know, years. Left the city uh, and because not, it's not if you're not not
0: making enough profit to justify these players that they brought in. Obviously, this season they look at it and go, "Well, we did the right thing." Manchester City could win the league you know um, Aston Villa could make it into Europe uh, Chelsea might still you never know break into the top four but in the long term and I don't know what your opinion of it is but in the long term I think it could be that these sides all of a sudden will be going oh what do we do now you know we're trying to sell a player, but we can't because nobody can afford it. we can't afford to keep
2: him you know you're, yeah, yeah, no. That's where it, it's just a complete mess, isn't it? Really, I think, um, yeah. That's where um, Liverpool's
1: long-term planning and sustainability of what the way they do the business will probably help Liverpool in the long run to stay up there and be yeah, competitive. Yeah,
2: I think. Well, this is the thing we were saying about Barcelona and Real Madrid. It's like, why let yourself get like that as a club? I know they had the they thought, but no one could have ever predicted the pandemic. And especially how long it's lasted, and I think um, that's the the massive shame. I think uh, how you know you managing perfectly fine, making lots of money one minute to you know play the best football, bringing the best talent to come to you, and you know keep it rolling and everything. And then all of a sudden you get you get hit by this. What's going on? Like it's affecting every part of the globe, isn't it? There's very few places in the world that are not affected. Um, and it's affecting all sports I think so um, yeah
0: well, I mean you have to take into consideration that Barcelona leaked or somebody leaked out the contract and Messi saying that it was like uh, five million five hundred million euros or whatever it was his contract to something crazy Whoa. I think it was uh, so you know a player like that himself you think he, he seeing the situation that Marcelo and they were in, he might consider doing something different. But again,
2: you know, we don't, we know don't know do what you, what's going no. on. No. I, you know, I know I had a rant, I, I had a rant earlier and I, I want to apologise for my rant, but, um, I no, think that's wrong what... with rants,
1: nothing
2: wrong. But, no, but, I think, you know, you, you know there is players like, um like, Marcus Rashford helping with the, the school meals and you got you, the players who do get the credit and the hard work they put in to support the communities and the clubs um, you know the, the, but you don't know what likes so of someone messy with that amount of wage he's getting you don't know what he's actually doing with his wage he could he could be spoiling a lot of areas um, in Spain or whatever because they do don't they it's like money. By building hospitals and schools in, you know where he's from.
0: Um, it, I think it does smack a little bit in the face of the football clubs in the sense that, you know, they give these players such astronomical pay packets, and obviously as fans, we want the best players, but they do it, and you know you take somebody like Leeds into consideration when they almost went bankrupt and become extinct. You know, why they keep doing this to themselves and they don't see what's going on out there and don't follow the blueprints of say well, let's not do it like Leeds or this could happen. You know, it just
2: amazes me. I think some clubs clubs have learned, haven't they? I think, and learned by it. And I think you hope that this now and how I know there's been dealings in the transfer window this past week um, throughout all the leagues in England. It's not as busy. Because it, it's predicted how much money's been spent it is nowhere near what we've been spending over the past couple of years, but um, you hope that this now will. So if the so you know, I I want no sports club to to go under. I want you know you know I don't like the person. I don't want no one losing the job, but I know it's going to happen. But you hope that the sooner we can get this sorted and everything goes more normal then you hope that whoever has survived or can be saved will, you know, run things a little bit differently. So, yeah. Okay. Well,
0: we can move on then anyway. I'm sure there's a bit of NFL or, well, I know there's a bit of NFL this weekend, didn't there? You had your preview show before earlier today about the NFL uh,
2: Super Bowl final tomorrow
1: after show. Oh, no, thanks, thanks. Yeah, um, if you want to listen to the Super Bowl preview show I did with the with the Lee Lee tires earlier on, um, it's on the feed. Um, give that a listen. Yeah, it's a good. It was a really good show. Really enjoyed it, and we gave our big our thoughts to the big game tomorrow. So yeah, if you want to listen to that, just feel free after you've listened to this episode to give that a listen. It was a really good episode and. I really enjoyed it, and I say thanks to Lee again for that. So, yeah, I'm not going to talk too much about the Super Bowl due to, due to that, so listen to that show when you get a chance. I've got a few little bits. Uh, we had the Six Nations started today, um, the rugby. Uh, France destroyed Italy, 50 points to 10 in the early wow. game. Yeah, it was pretty much one-sided. France just dominated Italy, and it was quite a straightforward win. And then the second game, Scotland actually won. England in at Twickenham eleven six, and Scotland were were the better side by a long, a long stretch. England never turned up. Scotland were better in possession, better on the ball. England just didn't get going, didn't get a rhythm, and way too many penalties. And yeah, Scotland ran out deserved winners. I thought they were fantastic.
0: Is that why you're not wearing
1: your England rugby shirt now? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I was getting a bit cold to be honest, so I took it off and changed. Oh, yeah, yeah, That's is. my excuse. But yeah, so it was an interesting day for that and just a bit of NHL. Uh my Toronto Maple Leafs won last night, beat the Vancouver Canucks seven three. And uh currently the division leaders in each division, the central it's the Tampa Bay Lightning who won the uh the season the uh, Stanley Cup last year. They're nine seven and one with fifteen points. In the East, it's the Boston Bruins who are top. They've won eight, lost one. Uh, they've won eight, lost one, and lost two in overtime. So they've got eighteen points. The North Division is Toronto Maple Leafs who are eight, two, and one, seventeen points, and top in the West are Colorado Avalanche, seven, three, and one. They've got fifteen points. So it's quite an early fledgling start to the season, but the favourites in most divisions look like they're gonna they're going to be doing well and uh, yeah it's going to it's turning into quite an interesting season at the moment so I'm uh, it's becoming quite exciting and I'll probably go a bit more in depth later on in the season when the playoffs come around but it's looking like it's going to be a good NHL season and uh, yeah we've got another UFC event tonight Alistair Overeen's fighting in the main event and uh, yeah that's pretty much it and I know Paige Van Zant had a I had a debut on bare-knuckle fighting last night and she was defeated on points. So that's my little uh, sports shout-out f- for the week. All
2: right, Hi. NBA. NBA, <laughs> yeah. Um, There's was, there was a few uh, interesting games, really, and interesting results. I think the first result that surprised me was uh, then again i don't know why it's a because i think the raptors form recently has been very good you know they've won six in the in the, out the last 10 well they've won six out you know um in the last 10 um they beat brooklyn 123 117 and shayakim 33 points and then rebounds larry 30 points for toronto so they seem to be picking up a bit of um form and closing the gap on the teams above them and had a close game with Pelicans and Indiana where Indiana could have won it at the end I think with Miles Turner missed a, a layup or what? good defence really from from Pelicans uh, they they beat Indiana by a point um, um, yeah it's just you know it's really game really tight in the middle of the, each conference I think and I've, I feel when you look at you know, there's only a couple of teams at the bottom who are kind of quite far away from everybody else in each conference. and um, But you still got the usual at the top, Philadelphia, uh, um, Milwaukee and, and Utah and people like that. Um, but yeah, it's just a shame for Chicago. They seemed to pick up a bit of form, didn't they, mm. a couple of weeks ago where they won... I think it was 3-4 on the bounce and then they seem to lose 3-4 win 1 mm-hmm. lose 3-4 um, and obviously Bulls lost last time out against Orlando I um, don't want you guys sorry that
0: <laughs> sorry?
1: they got a chance for revenge tonight oh they played them
2: against yeah, tonight yeah, yeah they have because they played Knicks back to back didn't they 1-1 mm. one, one, lost 1 mm. and hopefully they do get revenge because it, it seems to be with Chicago I don't know what you guys think they start really slow mm. in the games and they get yeah, too behind sometimes some of the games uh, the
0: game uh, some of the games they have obviously been leading pretty much from the start until the last uh, quarter and then yeah, all true. they just just lost It's the one game. or the other but against like lakers or the clippers those type of teams that's when they just seem as though it's like oh no we're not going to win
2: this one their confidence just disappears disappears. it's it's the intensity isn't it with them big teams you seem to start really intense and and compete Hmm. and then you know the likes of LeBron and Anthony Davis and people like that coming to the you know the golden time and just take over
1: is it because (laughs) the Bulls are still a youthful side and they've they've not got well, no, they've got a bit of experience, but they seem to be like this all along for a good few years, where they'll they'll start games well or start do have a few good wins, but they always seem to get to a level and never get above that level to be competing with the best, and they always seem to be stuck recently on that kind of level where they're either going to be like sneak into the playoffs just, or they'll just become like lower down and get a good draft choice at the end of the season. I
0: just think, yeah. that, uh, I think he's got. A- Billy Donovan's got a big job there mm. because it, yeah, I just think they're a team that's like, I don't think they know which way they're going yet properly because they've got one or two players that are like in can be superb and mm. then all of a sudden it's like, where have you gone? He's just yeah. disappeared again and you just think, it, it, Kobe White as well at the moment, his ball retention
1: is absolutely shocking. Yeah, it's it's of, it, so as as enough. he's turned all of Yeah. Like,
0: a player that you know he's got a lot of promise he, he, I mean I think in one in the, the I think which game did I, was I watching the other day oh I can't remember it was now the one before the Magics New York New York New York next year in the first half in the first quarter I think they made or it might have been the first half no, I think it was the first quarter. They made eight turnovers just in the first quarter.
1: You ain't gonna eight win turnovers. many games if that oh, happens.
0: It was they made an eight. They made a turnover in the first minute, and oh. I think that was yeah, it was because Kobe White made the turnover. I think it was he lost the ball, and then Billy, Dover, Billy Donaldson Billy took a timeout. I think it was after like a minute, minute and twenty seconds because he was straight. Up, it was like, oh my God, what's going on here? We we gotta fix yeah. this already. Yeah. So you know the... Uh, I think he's. I think. I think this season it's just a case that like he's got to find out who he thinks is going to be good
2: enough, and then yeah, I completely try and trade. Yeah, I yeah. I completely agree with you, though, Rich. He's he's got he's got. They haven't got a small uh, squad. I think they've got quite a decent size squad, and mm. you you look at some of the players. You, the thing, what Rob said about this, I know we've got a bit of experience, but for me, the only player who's experienced who seems to player consistently uninjured is Levine Hmm. Markkinen's injured again and he's got years of experience in the NBA but he keeps getting injured you've got Wendell Carter Jr. who's okay three or four years in the NBA but he's injured it's like so and the rest of the guys haven't really had haven't never been a starter if you get what I mean like Gafford now he's he's coming I think he's Playing well
1: most of the time. Do you well, feel yeah, like they need young... to trade for an experienced, maybe all star, if they can get one, to build to push mm-hmm. the team forward? Because, and does that mean trading Levine out because he's our, our best bargaining chip to bring somebody in who's gonna give you that spark? Um, the team wise, I don't know. Maybe. Well, I think that's
0: I think that's the problem they got. Like Anthony was saying, they got so many is on the roster they've probably got one of the biggest squads or like roster in the NBA well I
2: don't They apart from Levine and um, That's about they haven't really got league. they haven't really got anybody with a massive name Mark you could say is a is reasonable
1: name well, never but been you, any, you know
2: he's in a situation where his contract's about to run out and I
0: think Chicago Bulls have said right see what you can do
1: Mm. If you do well this season, I will give you a contract. But if it doesn't yeah. work out, then I get it the feeling he's out. on his he's on his way, because he's not good enough for that Bulls team. I don't think. No, not I, think enough.
0: I don't know Rob. Because like, in one of the games, he, he racked up thirty points. Mm. So you know he's played he's, well. He can, he can, be, very mm. he can well, be very good. He can be very good. If you get him driving in, if he's if he's more aggressive and he he drives but, in more. Instead of for going for three pointers as much as he does, because yeah. he's not fantastic at that. Mm-hmm. He could be I'll, I'll, if I'll, he gets I'll, in the lane and drives in. Yeah. He's more aggressive because he's a big guy. Then mm. you get more
2: out of him, but he doesn't well, do it. You know. This is where, he he's like he is got. Like, he's always got injury in him. When he's played more aggressive and he's taking the hits, his shoulder goes, his knee goes, whatever. it mm. he, he, but he's a good player. It's like oh, last. Cool. Uh, when, he, when he was against Magic in the last game he got 13 points in 17 minutes you know that's pretty good uh, but then he's injured he took a hit and his shoulder couldn't mm-hmm. play on this like what you you're I, think actually,
0: I think they could actually build something around Patrick Williams
2: they could you know he's, a, he's the youngest Bulls player to record 20 points in his rookie season so, I think
0: it might be the way to go. Mm, well, I get
1: the you feeling the way it's I going.
2: It's going be
1: I get the feeling the way it's going, they're going to tank it and maybe try and get the first pick next year and try and get the first draft pick and get somebody in to have a young core yeah. with those with Patrick Williams and maybe start again and get rid of a lot of the dead wood and move players on. Yeah, but
0: it's yeah. again though, like when you say that, it's not really dead wood because, like, Thaddeus Young. He's playing really well at the moment. He is. And he, his, he is his passing's really good. He's got really, really good actually. He looks a bit like they joked about it, a bit like a young Kareem Abdul Jabbar in that sense with his passing. Mm. But you know, he's uh But the are not 8%. Awful players, they're not they're not awful yeah. players, but they're just they're not it's not it's not enough.
1: Yeah.
2: Tobias, Tobias Young I think he's since they come back for this season, I think he's Scoring percent of you know making shots is increased dramatically. You know, yeah. like he scored seven in ten field goals. That, that's that's decent. So I think you're right, though. Like you both completely right. What Rob was saying about he's gonna see who's good enough, and that's that is a big thing because he's giving players who don't normally play a chance. And if you're good enough, you step up, and he is. Mm. I think he is good enough it's like you said, Anthony, there's, before there's players on who aren't
0: even getting the game that are sitting on the bones you know, on the bench. They've still got the tracksuits on the whole match and they're mm. not getting a touch. So, you know, it just shows you how many players
2: they got on the roster
0: that just aren't getting anywhere near
2: it. The, the thing with trading Levine is you make that mistake of, like we did with Derek Rose, he, he's a brilliant player, he's, he's very good. And we've traded before and traded wrong. And we've got to make sure where he goes for, for, as a bargaining, you know, chip, that we make the right decision. For me, I would like you said, Rich or Rob, tank it, and get a good draft pick. Either trade that draft pick or build. Uh, keep well. I'd keep moving at the moment. I would hmm. definitely. Hmm. Interesting. It's breaking I records, franchise yeah, records. Bye, right, boys. a I think we'll leave it
1: at that point. Well, we'll do a few uh, I want to do a few predictions before we go. So, yeah. Super Bowl, who are you going for? The Chiefs or the Buccaneers?
0: I'm going for the Chiefs. I think I don't think the Buccaneers so have enough for, uh listening to your podcast as well before. Uh just listening to the the whole insights to it cuz I'm not a well-versed NFL fan, but uh, yeah, I would say the Chiefs. I think Buccaneers are just ready yet to win it, but they've done really well to get to the
1: final.
2: Mm. Okay. I I kind of agree with Rich. I don't wanna say the Chiefs, but I wanna say Buccaneers I think they've got the experience the Buccaneers just having, you know, Brady there, mm. you know, and Gronk but I just don't know like if that is going to be enough. But I wouldn't be shocked if they did go and win it. But, like a last minute, you know, yeah. pass and touchdown. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it's been in, interesting
1: and, game to watch. Uh, yeah, and finally, Liverpool, Man City. How's that going to go tomorrow? What do you reckon?
0: Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to be really droopy draws here. I think we'll lose actually tomorrow. I think it'll be. Uh, I think it might be one of those games where we might be a bit naive and. Uh, be kinda of like that Liverpool of old, you know, when they played against the big teams and tried to go for it and then just got hit on the break and lost maybe one or two nil and the game was over. 'Cause I just think City at the present time, the way they're defending, especially uh it's not the city we played last season or the no, season before. This mm-hmm. is this is a completely different team and it they'll yeah, uh, I don't think we'll have enough tomorrow, to be honest. No,
2: especially yeah. Stadion, man and he's not back. But I, I, I kind of agree with Rich. I don't think we've got enough at the back to uh, keep them out, and we might score, but I think they'll just have too much for us. And the form at the moment is impressive. And like you said, they're not the same team at the back and going forward as well. They're a better side this this time, and I think they'll just. I've got a feeling it'll be quite a big score line from
1: City. We might nick a couple, but I reckon we're about four two or something like that. Well, I'm going to be Mister Positive and say we're going to win. I hope 3-1 so. Three one tomorrow. I'm being positive on this. Boo yeah, boo You, I I think we're going to win.
0: Yeah. What? Yeah, but I see as way If we didn't have Virgil Van Dijk, Joe Gomez, if we feel like the team we had last season, then I'd be thinking differently. Mm. Cause I think We'd win. Yeah. yeah, we can beat City, but yeah. without those two, and then you. Probably looking at two new centre halves in tomorrow against the Man City side that's in the in the groove and has got a routine. But they haven't conceded many goals. I think how many six six away goals they've conceded and seven at home. Mm. So (laughs) it's not a lot of goals they've conceded. So and we haven't scored at home in the last three league games now. So (laughs) yeah, that's true. (laughs) You know we're struggling for form ourselves. So uh, I'm still
1: going to say we're going to. All they have to do. is yeah
0: yeah. anyway boys it was nice to talk to you again uh, hopefully everybody will this podcast when they hear it and uh, thanks yeah. for listening to us yeah um, thanks
2: we'll everyone see you and take care everybody
1: in Saturday. yeah don't forget to follow us on uh, Instagram and uh, get yeah. the podcasts at all the usual places and give us an email if you want to ask any questions or you've got any thoughts and don't forget to listen to the Super Bowl special yeah, on the feed to... now yes
0: give it a listen see over and
1: out bye